Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. AM The Zone. Sure she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. So the snow is what's flying this morning around the state of Wisconsin, and that's going to be something we're going to watch for the week. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm babe Pam Youngke along with you licking the wounds after the defeat on Saturday night. But I guess the only thing that gives me solace, Tom Brady's out too. Other folks will be talking about that this morning. Me, I'm all about food and fiber. We're focused in on the upcoming Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo and the very successful Outstanding Young Farmer Award Weekend that happened in Nina. Stick around for both. Today, morning snow and 22 are expected high. We'll start drifting lower, though, as far as wind chills, minus 5 easily for a good chunk of the state. Tomorrow, a cold, cold day. Sunny, 5 above. That's the best. And you know if there's any wind at all, how cold that's going to get. For Wednesday, sunshine and 13. Thursday, snow showers back in the forecast and 29 degrees. Already this morning, I see La Crosse is at 10 above. Eau Claire, 9 above. Fond du Lac, 10 degrees. And at the airport in Madison, 10 above as well. It is Wisconsin's premier grower event, Corn Soy Expo 2022, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I'll be broadcasting with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Data, data, data. You're generating it on your farm. How can you use it to find profitability this year? We're also looking at the high input costs farmers are facing of all sizes. How can you minimize that bill? CornSoyExpo.org. Broadcasting live with the Wisconsin Soybean Association. We'll see you there. Boy, there's nothing warm you up faster on cold January days than a nice hot bowl of soup. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I don't care what you put in it. I'm a fan of chicken noodle, a little beef stew, but I'll tell you what. Pea soup, a little bean soup, you toss in some nice ham. Ooh, that'll help take away that chill. And what many people may not realize is when you open that bag of beans to put them into the soup, well, they might have come from just down the road. Like I said, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn. We're not necessarily in the bean-growing business at last, not edible beans. But, Jill, boy, you have the winner from around the world right in your backyard. Yes, I do, Pam. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. I had the privilege to visit with Charles Watsmith, Watsmith of Chippewa Valley Bean. They are the largest exporter of kidney beans in the world. They send over 30 countries. And I was lucky enough to get in on their open house that they had. Charles, what was up? Yes, like you said, my name is Charles Walksmith and I'm a vice president here at Chippewa Valley Bean. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with us, we are the largest processor and exporter of kidney beans in the world. So about 50% of what's produced in the United States comes through our plant. And if you look at worldwide numbers, we handle about a third of all kidney beans worldwide. Um, we are a family operation. My grandfather founded the organization in the early 70s. We actually grew our first uh, crop of kidney beans in 1969. So we're pretty, pretty pleased about being over 50 years in that. It's exciting. It's exciting what we do. Um, my job and our job here is is to provide the best quality kidney beans in the world. And, so we'll go from there. 
So you've had a little bit of practice starting over 50 years ago. A little bit, yeah. We started as an operation to process the kidney beans we grew on our own farm. And over the years have expanded to um, now our largest growing production area is in Minnesota. But we're working with Wisconsin growers. We're expanding into the Central Sands. We want to find more growers in the Chippewa Valley as well. And that was one of the topics that I was told to ask about to find out if you are finding enough growers within the area to help you out. Well, we're always on the hunt. I mean, I, I hope everybody's listening to Wax in the Morning to, to hear our ads, looking for new growers. I take pride in writing those. Um, and, and we encourage everybody to give us a call. It's not an easy crop to grow. It has its challenges, especially on the harvest side, but it does realize a good return on investment. So along with looking for enough growers, do you think you're going to be able to find enough to cover your future needs? Looking forward, that's always the goal. Over the past several years, we've had a strong growth plan, and we've been looking to find the acres to fill that, to fill world need for kidney beans. You know, one thing that we're seeing happening, though, with this year, with the rise in input costs and high prices in competitive crops like corn and soybeans, that maybe this year we will not get the acres we need. So if we don't do that, then how do we expand our efficiencies here to be to be a more more nimble beast to uh, keep our, our place in the world markets? That said, that said, we're always looking for new partners. I mean, if you if you if you're interested in kidney beans, give us a call. If we can't do it this year, we'll get it done next year. You mentioned that it's not an easy crop to grow. Tell me some of the challenges that come along with growing kidney beans. That really boils down to the harvest. So when you think of the kidney bean and you open that can of bush dark red kidney beans or another label and you pour it out and you see that field of mahogany colored beans, you don't want to see a nick in it. You don't want to see any of that white to the meat of the bean. So that's what we call a skin check. So the value in a kidney bean comes from a whole intact skin. So if you're going to do it with conventional harvesting equipment, you need to do a small amount of acres. You need to slow that piece of equipment down and you need to get it right at the right time. The vast majority of kidney bean growers actually use a specialty bean harvesting combine. In fact, we can help our growers source those when they're ready. Right now in the United States, the main brand is called a picket. It is a pull behind that treats those beans well. Even if a producer decides to grow some kidney beans, you guys are still out there helping them out to finish the process so you end up with the beans that you need. Yes, well, we're always helpful along the way. We have three agronomists on staff to help our growers realize their best crop. And we are looking at custom harvesting operations. This is something that might get off, that will get off the ground this year. It's gonna be a learning step for everybody involved, but we understand that the harvest is the most difficult part. So we're looking to figure out how we can be most helpful at harvest time. Tell me about some of the challenges that you faced this year. I heard that those tariffs on the steel and aluminum are a little bit tough for finding new equipment. Well, the, the tariffs were tough on a number of different levels, from the increased cost of steel for capital inputs and for new equipment, to when, when the United States levied the steel and aluminum tariffs on the EU, the European Union retaliated with a tariff on a number of goods. The ones that really affected Wisconsin were motorcycles and kidney beans, and I think they were on cranberries as well, and even ginseng. But of course, I know the kidney bean tariff the best. So that was a 25% tariff into our largest market. It meant that our competitors worldwide in Argentina and our friendly neighbors in Canada could sell their crop at a higher level and realize better prices than our growers here in the United States. Luckily, um, the current administration negotiated 
a two-year lifting of those tariffs. So as of January 1, we're now selling tariff-free back into the United European Union, and we're very excited about it. Did that come along with some of the new trade ambassador deal? Yeah, we, the president of our organization, Cindy Brown, did meet with ambassador, USTR, trade representative ambassador, Ty, along the way. And we know that that office of the trade rep did some wonderful things. I'm really impressed with the current administration's desire to open markets back up, to discuss trade agreements again, and um, to really get goods moving, especially from the state of Wisconsin. Chippewa Valley, traditional markets? Traditional markets, we do um, have a strong domestic market here in the United States. Like I mentioned with our good friends at Bush Brothers, they can down in Augusta, Wisconsin. We also work very closely with groups like Seneca down in Janesville, Lakeside, Faribault, all the local guys we're working with. And are you looking into new markets yet? Yeah, actually, we're always looking into new markets. One of my... One of my goals a couple of years ago was to start looking more at the Asian markets and then COVID hit. So that has been put on a back burner. I'm looking at maybe in March making my first trip to Asia in two years to South Korea and Vietnam to see what the markets there can be. So we're always looking to expand, expand our reach. So even COVID slowed you down for finding new markets? COVID, well, the travel shutdown is, is greatly impacted on what we can do in exploring new markets. It's made it difficult to see our, our existing contacts and old friends within the industry. And just on a, on a supply side and on a production side, you know, trying to keep our employees safe and trying to make sure that our workforce is strong and, and how you balance that with, you know, needs of production versus needing somebody to stay home for 10 days to make sure everybody else is safe. It's been a difficult time, and especially as you look at one of the main difficulties we've had this last year is shipping and how tight containers are. You know, we're doing everything we can to get containers here and then to get them to the rail yard in Minneapolis so they can go to the port. But even right now, CP, Canadian Railways, has shut down, shut us down for a week. We cannot ship any containers to Montreal, which is our largest port of export. And it's it's just been a challenge. We try and ship containers down to Chicago and they get snarled up there. The West Coast is is ridiculous with their backups. It's um largest single challenge to our organization right now is shipping. Do you feel like the shipping and your markets have made the cost of your product go up? It has. Having to reroute shipping, having to bring containers up from the Chicago container yard, all of that has impacted our price. It has it's forced us to squeeze our margins. It's just been difficult. And one thing we're, we're looking at is this is not going to go away. This is not, uh, there's no quick fix to this. It's going to be a continuing problem. You know, I looked at everything as we were coming into the holidays this year and needing to buy presents for family and my daughter and whatnot. And I was, I was looking at this even back in July and saying to everybody, go buy your presents now. It's just going to get bad. And as we've watched that, climb on a little bit of a soapbox here, but shop local, don't buy online, go get the stuff at the store because anything we can do to relieve this, this global things, we can all be making small decisions that hopefully help reduce the tightness of the shipping problem. Is there anything else you'd like to cover? No, but we're excited today that Secretary Romanski is here to visit. Thank you for coming in. We're always excited to talk about what we do here at Chippewa Valley Bean. Thank you, Charles, for sharing all that information on Chippewa Valley Bean. This is Jill Welke from the Northern end of the world's longest farm. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
point. Power naps, power lunches, everything these days is about power, power, power. Well, at McFarland's, we've got the power to keep you moving, plowing ahead, and blowing. And power equipment service and setup centers that can keep you powered up for snow faster than you can say, Frosty the Snowman. Make a powerful statement at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, one block... 12 where service is a family tradition bring it mother nature are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core m sculpt may be your answer a skincare minute with skincare expert michelle neeson rejuvenation clinic of sauk prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called M-Sculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. M-Sculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. It is Wisconsin's premier grower event, Corn Soy Expo 2022, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I'll be broadcasting with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Data, data, data. You're generating it on your farm. How can you use it to find profitability this year? We're also looking at the high input costs farmers are facing of all sizes. How can you minimize that bill? Cornsoyexpo.org. Broadcasting live with the Wisconsin Soybean Association. We'll see you there. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, you may need to hang on to something because I'll tell you what, there's snow out there. The wind, as I understand it, is going to pick up. Time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update to kick off your Monday. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. Yeah, you know, I was telling you off the air that uh, when I was coming back from Green Bay yesterday at uh, Oshkosh down to about Wapon, I was surprised how snow-covered the roads were uh, overnight. Who got the most snow, do you think? Well, this past evening, I'm just getting a couple of reports to come in. You know, at this very minute, I've got an inch at Reedsburg, a half inch at Racine, but we still have to keep an eye out. I mean, in that southeast part of the state, there is a winter weather advisory that does include Dane and Columbia County and down into Rock County, Dodge, Washington, Ozaukee, and right down into Racine, Kenosha, the southeast part of the state. That uh, winter weather advisory, in effect, because of slick roads, because there is some new snow cover. And we know that low pressure is crossing on towards southern Wisconsin today. Snow still falling. La Crosse, Boston, on into uh, Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, a little snow up into far northeast Wisconsin. Eau Claire about done with it, at least for this time. Eau Claire, on the other hand, is going to talk about some much colder air building in, even as skies clear out here a bit later today. And wind chill advisories that kick in at Eau Claire, oh, about 9 o'clock tonight, last on through Wednesday. The wind chill advisory kicking in at midnight tonight at La Crosse, lasting till about noon on Wednesday, because it is going to get a whole lot colder. 
Those winds, fortunately enough, not up at 35 or 40 miles per hour, but even at 10 and 15 miles per hour with temps that will be well below zero, it gets very chilly. And we have to have that advisory because we talk about wind chills at night down around 20, 25 below. That's a good possibility tonight to Eau Claire, to La Crosse. Maybe not quite so cold further east, but another very cold one like that coming up for Tuesday night. And then we begin to moderate a bit as the week rolls on. But I expect the next low pressure system to wedge in with a bit of a snow chance developing on toward Thursday. You know, light snow again, an inch or so. But nonetheless, another round of snow and at least a little more mild air as we push toward the end of the week. We still have a little snow to deal with today. Another inch or so may accumulate on what you see in your backyard. So be ready. And you very well could have some slippery spots and stretches when you hit the roadways today. Certainly this morning, maybe still a bit later on, depending on the cleanup. I'll have forecast details right after this. What do you need to know to participate in carbon markets? And what's your game plan for weed control given supply chain shortages? I'm Pam Yonke, and I'll be broadcasting live with the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, brought to you in part by the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Check out the program and get registered today, Corn Soy soyexpo.org and plan on joining us for two days worth of Wisconsin's premier grower event, Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, February 3rd and 4th in the Dells. We're on mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's considered Wisconsin's premier grower event, and I'll be there. Coming up February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. It's the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I'll be partnered up with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board to bring you the latest from the Kalahari Resort. This year focused in on a lot of the supply chain challenges that farmers are going to be facing and the escalated prices that they're going to be looking at for all inputs. Find out more and get registered, cornsoyexpo.org. And happy to welcome Compeer Financial as another one of our broadcast partners for the Corn Soy Expo. All right, Stu, go ahead. Give us the details on at least the next 24 hours or so to get us by. Well, there's a lot happening. Fortunately enough, none of it is a major event. But we do, of course, have that winter weather advisory for southeast Wisconsin today. And then the wind chill advisory kicking in tonight and lasting for a couple of days, even late tonight for Dane County for the Madison area just into early Tuesday morning the wind chill advisory in effect cloudy skies snow still falling this morning we could accumulate close to another inch making it a bit slippery not a big cleanup job I'd expect temps today in the upper teens maybe around 20 here and there with winds becoming more west and northwest from west to east today 5 to 15 wind chill still dropping down there near zero overnight partly cloudy colder below zero Five below in the south, La Crosse and Eau Claire may be looking at 10 below or more. The northwest winds at 5 to 10. The wind chills 20 and 25 below in the west. Sunny skies, a colder day Tuesday. Single digits above zero, two to four somewhere in there. Northwest winds about 5 to 10. And even Wednesday, sunny skies back up to 10 or maybe 12 in the west. Winds become southwest in the day about 5 to 10. Thursday with that bit of a snow chance building in, Pam, some upper 20s may return, so... 
There is light at the end of the tunnel, but right now it looks kind of cold. <laughs> I'd say, all right. Good enough, Stu. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Appreciate the details. You bet. Have a great day. All right. Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist, bringing us your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Uh, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com for more. And as we said, they will be a broadcast partner with us during Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo coming up February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Coming up, we are going to be bringing you details from the Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmer Awards Weekend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. In today's ultra-competitive home market, it's important that you have a local lender on your side to get your offer accepted. Sellers and realtors want to work with me because they know there will be no surprises and the deal get done on time. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani continues to invest in automation at their facility to the world-class level they feel their employees deserve. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani is now hiring production associates and maintenance. A safe, comfortable, and clean work environment where you can feel proud and you won't go home dirty. Competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit sharing, and more. When you work at Cardinal Glass, your career is world-class so you can live first class. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. As we move into the cold winter months, you may notice drafts around your windows and doors. Now is the time to let Prairie Exteriors give you a full, free inspection and show you what new windows and doors can do for the health of your family and your home. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com Simplicity snowblowers can handle anything winter can dish out. And McFarland's has them on sale. 
tough, powerful, they carry the quality and craftsmanship that is synonymous with simplicity. There's no better time to buy. Prices starting as low as $449. You'll be ready to take on whatever winter has to bring. Simplicity Snow Throwers, now on sale at McFarland's, one block south of Highway 12 at 780 Carolina Street, where service is a family tradition. Matthew. Huh? It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Oh, Randall Cobb was talking on the podium yesterday. He has been activated. Randall Cobb unleashed, ready to go. Cobby, Randy Cobby, Randy? back. Randy. Hey, second leading scorer for the Green Bay, or sorry, second leading receiver for the Green Bay Packers before that injury. Yeah. Obviously only trailing Devontae Adams. Now, Randall Cobb barely just missed the Super Bowl run for the Packers, right? Uh, forever chasing that ring. It looked like he wasn't going to get it when he shipped away, what, to the Cowboys, and then he went to, was it the Texans after the boys? Yep. Yep. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers is like, we need to bring uh, Cobby back. Randall Cobb was asked about what it would mean for him. I'm on the belief it's the team of destiny this year. Destiny. I, I know I say it every year, but I really mean it this year. Okay. Sure. Randall Cobb talks what it would mean for him to finally play in that Super Bowl. Take a listen. Uh, I mean, it, just looking at the journey, it, it would mean everything. Um, you know, just being able to come back, it definitely would be a storybook ending. Uh, for this year, uh, everything that has happened uh, through the course of the season uh, for us to have so many guys that we lost, including myself throughout the season, uh, me get, getting traded back here and being a part of it. You know, last year I was watching the past two years. I've been watching the playoffs from the couch. Past four years I've been watching the playoffs from the couch. Man, I haven't seen a playoff since 2016. So um, I'm really excited uh, for the Texans. opportunity just to, to be out there and, and help contribute. And yeah, and the Packers. Good point, Rowdy. Nope. Randall Cobb, a lot of watching the playoffs on the couch, and now he's been activated, ready to go from that core injury. Now Randall Cobb talks about um, how much and sacrifice and hard work did it take for him to get back from that core muscle surgery. Take a listen. Uh, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be uh, overzealous about my situation. You know, I'm. This is easy. Uh, you know, I. I didn't have a, a real injury. I wasn't really going. I mean, I had a real injury. Obviously, I had core surgery and, and bouncing back. But there's people out there that's going through real life things. Single mothers that's 
trying to raise two kids. Uh, what I what I did to get back is not a big deal. Um, I'm coming back to play a football game. I did everything yeah. in my will um, to will myself back. I did everything I could to will myself back uh, for these playoffs. Um, you know, my injury, they said six to eight weeks. And, you know, I think I was ready in four and a half, five. I could have played at five weeks. But, Crazy. Um, you know, obviously having a little extra time, um, with us having a bye was huge for my recovery. How about Randall Cobb? Very humble on the podium saying, yo, man, I play a game. There's people out there sacrificing and doing a lot more uh, with pain in their life than me just playing a football game. Well, here's the thing, Randall Cobb. We understand that. <laughs> we get it. But also, good on you for, as he, quote, said, willing myself back for the playoffs. Mm. Dude was ready in four and a half, five weeks to go. Crazy. Uh, Rowdy and I were talking about it before you came in, RJ, this morning. The, the one that's even crazier is with Whitney Merciless. Packers have till 3 o'clock today to activate, like, Zedarius and Merciless from the IR. Yeah. And I think we expect Merciless to be activated. The fact that he's back from a torn bicep right. from l- middle November mm-hmm. is insanity. That's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you don't expect a torn bicep to even come back. I don't get it. Like, anywhere near coming back. Well, Randall Cobb also talks about, you know, coming up short in postseason so many times. Because he just missed that Super Bowl before he was drafted. Uh, what does it mean to have another shot in Green Bay just two games away from uh, the Super Bowl? Here's Gabby. Well, this isn't going to be a cry session if you're if that's what you're looking for. I know I know that podcast just came out and some people uh, some people uh, might have heard it and heard the tears. I, I got all that out of me now. Uh, no, it, it would mean a lot to me. Um, you know, like you said, when I got drafted here, it was right after the Super Bowl. We went 15 and one. I thought we were going that year. Uh, I thought we were going to 14, obviously uh, 16, uh, the, the loss in Atlanta. And I haven't been there since then. And uh, I've been watching from the couch. I've been watching just like y'all <laughs> screaming at the TV, um, cussing people out. Cause yeah, I, you know, yeah. I still, I still knew a, a little bit that was happening with some of the signals and stuff. And, oh, um, you know, it, it, it was rough. It was hard. You know, I was definitely in a dark place, um, when they played the 49ers in, in San Francisco. Cause in my mind, I'm like, man, they won the year before I got there and they won the year after I left or they're getting ready to go the year after I left. So I, I must've been the problem. It must've been me. Uh, so I was, I was definitely in a dark place that year, man, um, copy. you know, but, uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Happy to have the opportunity um, to contribute and and to do my part. You know, we, we talk about one eleventh, and I'm one man. I'm one piece to the puzzle, and and I'm gonna do everything in my willpower uh, to to make this happen. And it's one game at a time. Um, you know, Randall Cobb willed himself back from core surgery, and now will have will himself to a Vince Lombardi Trophy. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Snow on the way for at least the morning hours around the state of Wisconsin. 22 are expected high in Madison for tomorrow. Very, very cold sunshine, but no better than five above. I'm Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us. So today is the 24th day of January. On this day in 1984, the Apple Macintosh computer goes on sale. The Mac, as it was first commercially called, first successful personal computer using a graphical user interface and a mouse went on sale this day back in 1984. On this day in 1848, the California Gold Rush begins. Happy birthday to singer-songwriter Neil Diamond. 
He was born on this day back in 1941. Also, you want to talk about uh, the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Packers aren't going to be in it. But think about this. Back on this day in 1964, CBS purchased the 1964 and 1965 NFL TV rights for $28.2 million. That was back in 1964. Imagine the money today. And this one caught my attention. Back on this day in 1960, the crisis of morals in Greene County. Representatives of civic and service organizations, schools, and churches met in Monroe in Greene County to discuss the crisis of morals. They said the number of unwed mothers had gone to 40 in 1959, and something had to be done about it. And now you know. So Friday and Saturday, a group of farmers got together in Nina for the 68th annual Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmer Awards weekend. Got to congratulate Kyle and Rachel Zwig from Exonia, selected as the winners to represent the state on the national scene. They're sixth-generation dairy and crop farmers in Exonia. Their farm's been in existence since 1856. Kyle credits his family and a lot of mentors along the way to helping shape their agriculture careers and their success. He said, I didn't do this alone. Also, a special congratulations to Mike and Gina Radetzky from Colby, named the runners-up, and Dylan and Brianna Handel from Barneveld were selected as the Speak Up for Agriculture Award winners. I've got more details up about the weekend activities on our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com. You know, last week was a big week for a lot of Wisconsin dairy farmers headed to Madison for Dairy Day at the Capitol and then, in turn, Dairy Strong. Our own Stephanie Hoff caught up with the president of Edge Dairy Cooperative and a dairy farmer himself, Brody Staple. Congratulations to Brody Staple, who's been re-elected as the Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative president. He served as president since 2018. Brody and I caught up at the Dairy Strong Conference. He tells me how things are going on his family's farm and how that experience and the experiences of EDGE membership will guide policy decisions in 2022. Things are going well. You know, we've been in the dairy business now for about nine years, ten years. You know, we've got a great team at home uh, taking care of the cows. We've actually recently expanded into the beef uh, business as well, so now we've got a beef operation at home, and uh, things are going well. Looking forward to 2022. Looking looking forward to those high input prices. <laughs> right, well, we'll get into that. You know, it sounds like you're pretty good on workforce. Um, any supply chain challenges? Yeah, you know, we've had some challenges on the equipment repair side of things, right? And in any industry, you know, you have to have some patience, right, with people that actually do show up for work every day and, and get the job done. So it's it's having that understanding. But yeah, the high input costs coming coming at us coming spring, right? We're, we're pretty thankful for class three that continues to move up. We're going to need every penny of it. How recently did you move into the beef space? And the reason I'm asking is, was this a way to kind of diversify income on the farm? Yeah, absolutely. It was an opportunity. The neighbor's farm came up for sale and it was a current feedlot. So, um, you know, a lot of guys are talking to us about feeding the crosses, the Holstein crosses, because that market continues to grow here. But we're uh, we're actually staying with the Western cattle, bringing in pure brief breeds, and um, it was an opportunity that we had, and and so we we took on uh, January 1st and now we're working on filling those barns. How are you going to take those experiences with you into 2022? So as far as experiences, I feel very limited, right? I'm, I'm the youngest guy on the board. I'm the, a lot of times the youngest guy at these meetings, uh, but I just thrive on the guys that are in the room 
and the experience that they have and that I can glean from. And that's that's what I value the most. I consider myself very privileged to be in that role. But you know, 2022, obviously supply chain issues on the dairy, on the co-op side, milk reform, we're, we're continuing to hit some of those hot button topics, uh, as well as labor force. You know, we, we're really blessed on the farm right now to have a really good labor force. However, a lot of guys are struggling yet. So trying to get that sustainable workforce in place here and, and uh, a channel to get them here uh, and get them on the farm working is, is one of the top priorities as well. He says in addition to focusing on policy in the new year, they've also just wrapped up their annual meeting, getting board members acquainted and ready to go for the new year. You can read more about the new board members at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Stephanie Hoff. It's considered Wisconsin's premier grower event, and I'll be there. Coming up February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, it's the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I'll be partnered up with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board to bring you the latest from the Kalahari Resort. This year, focused in on a lot of the supply chain challenges that farmers are going to be facing and the escalated prices that they're going to be looking at for all inputs. Find out more and get registered, cornsoyexpo.org. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. It's considered Wisconsin's premier grower event, and I'll be there. Coming up February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, it's the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I'll be partnered up with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board to bring you the latest from the Kalahari Resort. This year, focused in on a lot of the supply chain challenges that farmers are going to be facing and the escalated prices that they're going to be looking at for all inputs. Find out more and get registered, cornsoyexpo.org. Quick look at markets. Friday in Chicago barrel cheese dropped a half a cent to 181 and a quarter. 40-pound block cheese was down three and three-quarter cents at 180 and three-quarters. But double-A butter gained three and a half cents to 293 and a half. February milk's up a dime right now at 20 64 100 weight. The March corn is unchanged. December corn down a penny at 564. March beans are down a penny. November down a nickel at 1311. March wheat up nine. July wheat is currently nine and a quarter cents higher at 783 and a half. All right, coming up in just a moment, we hope you're planning on visiting the upcoming Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. It has got a lot to offer corn and soybean growers across the state, considered Wisconsin's premier grower event. And we're going to talk about some of the topics they'll be discussing with Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension soybean specialist involved in breakout sessions and looking for data, data, data from Wisconsin farms. Stick around for that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Escape the madness and hit the snowy, snowy slopes at Tyrol Basin. With Mother Nature and massive snow-making equipment on your side, all the runs are open with thousands of pounds of that champagne powder you just love to cut through. 
It's the perfect place for all levels of skiing and snowboarding. And perhaps you're not too sure about skis and snowboards. Well, Tyrol Basin's got that covered. Grab your friends and check out the gigantic snow tubing hill and have an absolute blast this winter season. From the family-friendly snow tubing and beginner slope options to the more challenging runs for the highly experienced. It's all right here at Tyrol Basin. Change your winter experience forever. It's an exhilarating breath of fresh air. Escape the madness. Hit the snowy slopes and join the Tyrol Basin family. Just minutes from Madison near Mount Horeb. For details on hours and pricing, visit TyrolBasin.com. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one -on -one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo is on the horizon. Boy, I sure hope that you've already registered. You can do that now, cornsoyexpo.org, cornsoyexpo.org. The dates, again, are February 3rd and 4th. That's a Thursday and Friday at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, one of the People that's uh, behind the scenes keeping speakers organized and getting his own content ready. Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist. And, you know, sometimes I think we fail to realize how much information the state of Wisconsin's now generating uh, that, that really helps farmers beyond our borders. Yeah, we're pretty lucky, Pam. We've, uh, over time, have really built a really good team that really works well together on, you know, finding information that is relevant to farmers and i think that's one of the great things and you know on a side note i got a call from uh <clears throat> southern minnesota and they say we always go to wisconsin first before we go to university of minnesota so i just wanted to put that tag out there that uh badgers are always better than gophers so there you go <laughs> there nice little nice little feud to get us started towards corn soy expo but seriously though uh we do have that team uh yourself is our university extension soybean specialist dr damon smith does a lot of work with regards to plant pathology, Rodrigo Worley on top of the weed situation, and all of you are going to be active during presentations at Corn Soy Expo. Sean, can you kind of give us a, a bullet list of items that you guys are intending to bring for conversation? Sure. I'll, I'll first start with Damon. So I would say, and I, this is not speaking lightly, Damon is probably the nation's expert in white mold. So he will be obviously talking about some of the new and exciting research he's doing with white mold management, including updates to his forecaster app, uh, looking at new fungicides that have been uh, approved for use in, in white mold, and just looking at better ways for farmers to sustainably manage that, that pest. And then in addition to that, you know, Damon just doesn't work in soybean. He works on the corn side. And last year we saw t 
our spot quite a bit across the state of Wisconsin, and he's got a lot of work, again, working with TarSpotter, which is a predictive app to help farmers make applications in a timely manner, and also some fungicide efficacy work on some new fungicides. So I think if you had any type of disease problems or looking forward to next year when, you know, who knows what's going to drop, what hat's going to drop next year, I think looking at Damon and he's going to have some really cool research on the disease side. Now, flipping to this weed side, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how many of you have met Rodrigo Worley, but I think he, someone had spun his springs a little too tight. <laughs> He's got the energy of the Energizer Bunny, and he's got some really great work that he's been doing. You know, first of all, looking at drift management with dicamba on soybean and, and how to, you know, minimize that, but also some really cool integrated weed management work, specifically targeted at uh, water hemp, where, you know, glyphosate really doesn't work that well anymore on a lot of acres. And how can we, you know, introduce things like uh, cover crops into this scenario, and how do these cover crops help uh, – you know, minimize the effect of water hemp and how does that tie up some of the residual herbicides. So he's doing some pretty cool cutting edge stuff there. So again, if you have any pest management related questions, I think those, those questions will be answered this year at our 2022 corn soy expo. You know, the other thing that you bring up, Sean, is this information doesn't stay uh, static. It's changing all the time. You know, I think about Rod- Rodrigo's work on the Water hemp, man, every year something is changing. We're learning something more. Palmer amaranth getting to be a bigger and bigger issue. Same thing with Damon. You know, he goes, uh, he, he continues to ramp up what we know about white mold. So if a farmer has attended in the past, they need to remember this is brand new, fresh content. And you're also working to bridge with those farms. You're keying in this year specifically on gathering more artificial intelligence, more digital information from cooperating farms that might be there, right? That's right, Pam. And I think one of the things we've noticed, you know, last year we tried our best uh, with the bean and bull sessions to, you know, get some of this research information out there funded by the corn growers and the soybean growers associations. But the challenge we ran into is you only have an X amount of time. So, to get that on a digital platform such as Zoom. And, you know, our, I don't know about you all, but I'm so sick of Zoom meetings that I can't wait to get back in person and have those those side, you know, interactions. That's where we really learn. And getting those direct questions from farmers, and those are my favorite ones. When farmers, you know, there's 300 people in the audience, you're trying to parse your words, and they ask you a direct question. And, you know, I'm going to answer directly. Sometimes people don't like my answer, so don't ask the question if you don't want the answer is what I always say. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Now, tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to gather from Wisconsin Farm Fields in 2022. What are you looking for specifically, Sean, as far as this collaboration? Thanks, Pam. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this collaboration because many farmers have been you know, deluged by industry looking at some of these uh, digital platforms and how to use their information to do you know pred- predictive uh, management on their farm. And I get it. Farmers are really reluctant to give their information away for free because, you know, in the end, they're always concerned, well, are you going to sell this back to me? Well, one of the approaches that we're taking is doing this digital platform. So AI in terms of artificial intelligence. And the simplest way to think about that is when you're on your computer and you're trying to look up Christmas presents, you know, for for your kids, and all of a sudden something pops up on the right right hand side that said, hey, if you bought this, you might want that. 
Well, what we're doing, Pam, is doing something similar by collecting as much possible information as we can from not just Wisconsin growers, but Midwest growers, and build this database so that we can eventually provide a platform for farmers that they can drop a pin um, into a specific field. They can type in what their management strategies may be, and then everything else is kind of dynamic. They hit run, and we send them <clears throat> excuse me, a prescription for that field, okay? So that's the goal, and we're kind of already working on that, Pam. So myself and Spiros um, Mortiznitz, he's a postdoc who's been working on my program. We have gleaned all the public information out there possible uh, from over the last 10 years. We've built this huge database. So currently the Wisconsin Subby Marketing Board is letting us um, or funding us to do this work that and I'm, I'm looking for farmer collaborators to, you know, give us their site-specific information, i.e. their field, and we will write them a prescription for that field. So we're trying to test this algorithm, but that algorithm we're working out right now, Pam, is basically small plot, plot public information, mm-hmm. which isn't nearly as extensive as what we got or want to get from farmers. Because we can't test every variety. We can't test every management factor, every soil type. You know, it's impossible. We don't have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. But by gathering all this information, we can then develop this platform. Farmers can go in, log in, drop a pin, and boom, test our site-specific recommendations. So I'm super pumped about this. And for those farmers that come, bring your laptop, bring your iPad, bring your smartphone. Because this <clears throat> um, data management approach we're using is all online. And then please work with us, help us enter your data. And then when you walk out the door, there's a Culver's gift card for you waiting. And who doesn't like Culver's as a, <laughs> as a gift card? Yeah, point well taken there. And, and I love your, your, your point about direct questions, too. That's another thing that you forget about at uh, Corn Soy Expo is that interaction, uh, the unplanned questions that uh, really are the ones, the content that you want to get to. Whatever a farmer's curious about is what you guys want to try to provide them as far as information. But uh, the partnership starts at Corn Soy Expo. And that hallway conversation, like you said, Sean, um, I think that we learn as much leaning against the wall of the Kalahari Resort just talking to one another as sometimes we do in the breakout sessions. Yeah, totally, especially after I've had a couple barley pops, uh, Pam. Then, yes. then my answers really get colorful. That's right. He is brilliant, folks. That is for sure. Dr. Sean Conley along with us, University Extension Soybean Specialist, just one of the guest speakers that's going to be a part of Corn Soy Expo. The date's again February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Do want you to register in advance. Uh, some of that is obviously making sure that they're doing responsible planning for the, the protocol at the Kalahari, and the other is just to make sure that you know you are committed to being there. Cornsoyexpo.org, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dell, Thursday, February 3rd, Friday. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.